He still hasn't given up his dream of becoming a member of the Beastie Boys. Mm, drop! Scott Prather on The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. It does go well with a chicken. Back into the great Scott show. Joining me now, the man. I just tell people I know that guy, Chris Connor. At I don't care what he says, it's I'm patient bull on Twitter. He says it's impatient. I, I find him to be a patient guy. Chris joins us now. He is a current Chicago resident, but uh, always New Orleans and South Louisiana in his heart. Huge Pels and Saints guy, does work for the Bird Rights and Canal Street Chronicles, SB Nation sites covering the Pels and the Saints. Good morning, Chris, man. I hope you had a good Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you have a great New Year. How's life, man? Life is pretty damn good, Scott. Pretty damn good. And considering that I am up this early (laughs) before I start my actual job with you, listening to your beautiful voice, Man, my 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 year is going to end really, really well, man. Good. Well, I you deserve it, man. Um, I've always enjoyed your work, and I don't know if you get mad at me every time I bring you on when I remind folks that your fandom is second to none because you once got arrested just to watch the Saints Falcons game. But I, <laughs> I I want you to know that when I tell that story, it is it, it is a compliment, and I'm serious. It's not like man, get a load of this guy. It's like Phew, you think you're a fan? Get out of here with that bull. Let me tell you about Chris Connor. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like it. Hey man, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me, man. It was it's, I, I tell people. I mean, I, I don't just walk down the street and tell strangers that it happened. But I mean, you know, listen, I I, I really um, it's a it's a cautionary tale, but it's also something that you know it happened, um, and it, it really it really goes deep into the mind of what uh, fandom can do. Um, you know, to someone, and especially, and I, you know, and what's funny is that like there were so many seasons that just made sense for that to happen. So many seasons that were worth like winning. Not a not a year where the team finishes eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 I um, <laughs> please. Please continue to tell that story, man. Hopefully it keeps other people out of jail. There you go. If if you get locked out and the Saints are about to start and you can't get in your, your apartment or your home, just call Papa Lock and pay the fee. Don't don't call police and say someone's inside and I need to get in. That's all. That's the, that's the very, very Cliff's Notes version of the story. Look, man, before I ask you about um, the two franchises in NOLA, John Madden. I mean, I, I said this, Chris, you know, I think the word legend, people don't, People don't use the word judiciously. It kind of gets thrown out, thrown around a bit too much. And yet in the case of John Madden, like there's not legend doesn't even really do it justice. I mean, he, 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 he is, was, and always will be a legend, but you know, you're a little younger than me. What do you, when you hear Madden, what do you think of? Um, so right around the time that I started watching football, he's the first voice that, you know, I I associate with the game, right? Right around 
um, the time, you know, mid, mid to late 90s when I started watching football, him and Pat Summerall are pretty much, you know, they're finishing up their career. You know, it's just, you know, the truth. Pat goes first and then and then John goes shortly afterwards. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, you know, growing up, I, you know, I, I was a big NFL films guy. I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on history of all, of all sorts. So, you know, that allowed me, you know, to go deep into, you know, learning about John Madden's career as a, as a coach. Um, you know, his time, his time with the Raiders. Um, and it's just, it's one of the, it's one of the more unique guys that, you know, you'll ever find in sports with just his, the, the amount of ways he was able to influence and impact the game period, right? His, his impact as a coach that turns into him as a, as a, um, as a, as a personality turns into him as a broadcaster. I mean, he's, he's been unique at every stop. And then that, and then that goes into his impact on video games and how that changed, you know, I mean, without Madden plays a, plays a big role in, you know, in my life growing up, in a multitude of ways. Um, so, I mean, I, like you said, legend just doesn't, just doesn't do it justice. But I don't think that, that, that there's any, there's no comparison to a guy like John, uh, for him to be exceptional, uh, creative and unique in three different lanes and kind of, you know, be a, be a trailblazer of sorts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really fun to think about, I mean, today, you know, even, even, even at a time where he passes, it's fun to really reflect and think about how he impacted, um, you know, a lot of people's lives and, and journeys uh, just by being himself. Just there, I think you said it, Chris. There's no comp, right? It is a guy that was. I mean, he's he's got the highest winning percentage of any coach ever in the history of the league. The coach more than 100 games. He he's the only reason he stopped coaching is because flying gave him too much anxiety, and he got into broadcasting, and you know. He drove, and then they were like, "Oh, well, you're really good." He's like, "Okay, well, give me a bus," and 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 he he becomes the best color commentator in American sports history. And then after you know, on top of all that, you know, the iconic video game series with his name on it. So like for for someone to pass in the world of sports, and sometimes someone will pass, and I'll you know I'll tell my kid about it or whatever. They don't know who it is, but I I would I feel like any kid that's like eight. Right, I'll say eight years old. They know about the Madden video. They may not know about John Madden, but they know the name, right? They know Madden. Oh yeah, the video game series. It's based. And then you could be a hundred years old, and you know Madden from his coaching and his broadcasting. And if you're a hundred and you still have your, you know, your uh, your whereabouts about you, then you know about the video game too. Like to span ninety plus years of 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 ages and generations, and for everyone to know who you are and associate you with the sport of football. There's no other comparison. There's, there's only one John Madden, and, and there, there only will be ever be one John Madden. And you know, I remember him on some Saints games. Let's shift gears to the Saints, Chris. Um, we had a, I, I, I've talked enough about Monday night and before the game and, and after the game and what it was and what it should have been or shouldn't have been or whatever. I want to look forward, right? Look, look, looking ahead, New Year's resolution. Can the Saints make a run here? Are, do, you, are, do you feel like it's 7-8? and eight? Knowing they need a little bit of help, is this team going to get into the playoffs? Well, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to identify or, or you know or say I think give give a definite answer, but I think that the window of opportunity is still there. Um, but you know, I think what it's really going to come down to is 
um, kind of what it's what their season has tended on is if you know the things around health and, you know, and COVID will work their way. You know, if they can, if, if, if they can, I mean, I guess at this point, be lucky. Availability. Stay out of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if guys are if guys are out there, you know, um, available for these last two games, I think that they can win them both. Um, and that starting at quarterback with Taysom Hill, um, I, you know, and you get, you get DeMario, you get Quan back in company, um, you know, Deontay Harris returns soon back from uh, from suspension. You know, for example, yeah, man. I mean, if they can just have guys that have that weren't, you know, flipping burgers the the week prior, <laughs> or you know, I mean, shout out to Kurt Warner's new movie uh, coming out. They're not, you know, filling grocery bags. Um, then I think that they'll be able to, to take care of what they're supposed to do. Now they're going to need some help, but I do think from a schedule perspective, there are some. There are some games left, and, and teams that are that are in the hunt that you know could have favorable outcomes for New Orleans. So I think they have a shot. It's always up in the air when you don't control your destiny, which is why you know just everything that happened around this Miami game was so unfortunate because I do think that it was a winnable game. Um, you know, especially when you look at how how far they fought. Uh, with 20-plus players on COVID and however many players on injury reserve, but they still, you know, seen throughout that time, you know, throughout parts of that game where maybe they had a shot of, you know, keeping it close to having it come down to the, uh, to you know, a, you know, a fourth quarter uh, type situation. But uh, I think I think that they'll have an opportunity to take care of their part of this, um, you know, of their playoff chances. That's Chris Connor, our guest, impatient bull on Twitter. Give him a follow. Check out all his stuff. The the like I, availability. You said it. They win these last two. Let's say hypothetically they get you know a lot of guys back. There's some guys that are never coming back. We know that. But you know, like Ryan Ramchek, Teron Armstead, they're not on IR, right? You get some all pros back on the O line. You mentioned Deontay Harris, Hill, Simeon, whatever. You get enough guys back if they look. Let's let's say they look good in these last two weeks and they win. You'd hate for them to start suddenly have a lot of players available look great and then not get in, right? Because if they get in and you got you got players available, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, as much as I as a fan as I think it would be incredible. I mean, come on, they're seven and eight. It's a crazy year. They don't have the talent for it, but they do have they do have enough and they do have the kind of culture I think in that locker room where they could ruin a team season. If you get if you were just to get one upset playoff win. Dude, I would ride that. I'd ride that dopamine throughout the whole off season. I, I really would. It would be great. I remember in 04, team was four and eight. And back then, you know, pre Peyton Breeze, it's like you'd won one playoff game ever. You'd shown a lot of promise after the 2000 season, and then things just kind of, you know, too many, too many ups and downs. In 04, you're four and eight, and you win the last four, and it's like, good lord, they might actually get to the playoffs here, and they lose out on a three way tiebreaker. With the Vikings and Rams. They had beat the Rams, but they had lost to the Vikings. And, you know, every team had played. And the Saints just got the short end of the... I say the short end of the stick. It was like the fourth tiebreaker was used. And I just remember, like, man. Like, I didn't think they were going to go to the Super Bowl, Chris. But they were playing their best ball. And they had won four in a row. And it was like, just to get in. Especially back then, it was like, for the Saints, like, man, make something happen. They can get into the playoffs at 9-8 and eight and have an opportunity to you know, ruin Dallas or Tampa Bay or something like I would, I would have signed up for that before the season. I'd obviously sign up for that. Now 
What's going to hurt is if they, 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 they have players available, they win these last two, but they just don't get in because, you know, another team's 9-8 and eight and they lose out on the tiebreaker. That's, I think that would be, if you're looking for maximum pain for a season that's been full of a lot of it for the Saints, that would be the max pain right there. So, um, <laughs> I, you brought quite the memory. That if, I, if, if my personal memory uh, serves me correct, that 4 season, um, when when the Saints make that run, they it came down to um, a Rams Jets game. Oh my if, God! If, if yes, and Doug yeah, yeah. bleeping the Saints, Bryan. The Saints won the game. Yeah, yeah. Doug Bryan, the former the former Saints kicker, okay, had a chance to upset the Rams, and if they win that game, the Saints would have ended up getting into the playoffs. I mm-hmm. do. Um, I I actually can't surprise you with my memory. No, that was good. Um, I, I was said the, the, yeah. the Saints were watching it in the locker room, so they beat Carolina yeah. in a hard fought game. Right, the Panthers that season started out rough because of injuries, but then they had been winning a bunch of games. They've been in the Super Bowl, you know, the year before, and it was a tough game. Saints win it, and they're all in the locker room. And here it is, Doug Bryan, who used to do. I'll, I'll tell you Doug Bryan's story in a minute. But he's sitting there. He's got a chance to win it for the Jets, beat the Rams. Saints are in, and he misses it. Rams win in overtime, and they just – and the Rams went and won a playoff game that year, and they weren't even that great. They beat Correct. Seattle on the road. It was like, ugh. And, and the, the Vikings, <laughs> the other team that got in at 8-8, eight and eight, they, that was the – that is a disgusting act. That was the, the Moss Moon games. It was like it, the wild card teams were winning that year, and the Saints were sitting at home. Sorry. Sorry to bring up the yeah. bad memories, Chris. No. Now I'm rambling. No, no, no. No, no, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm with you, though, man. I mean, uh, you know, I think most Saints fans you know, didn't didn't go into this year with expectation, and you know, look, um, you know, you got different, you know, throughout the year, it, it, it just was so many different signs of how difficult the year would be. But you know, I I think that no matter what happens, that it's not like fans or you know observers will. Um, Will be disappointed in the in in the efforts and you know the just the ultimate um, just time that like you know when you when you when you look at this season and you look at the job that Sean Payton you know has done and you look at you know what the coaching staff has done and you look at just like like next man up isn't isn't enough of a you know of a phrase or. Um, you know, almost a cliche to even to even use with this team because it's beyond that. And in every position, I mean, from you know, from quarterback to to running back to whatever left whatever is left at wide receiver. I mean, cornerback, offensive line, coach. I mean, they they won a game without Sean Payton. Um, linebacker, defensive. I mean, every with every, any way someone can miss a game, whether it be through injury, whether they're out for the year, whether it's COVID-related or it's, or, it's, or it's via suspension, the Saints have had to work a way through it. And them to even be in this situation or the space that they're in right now was remarkable to me. So, I mean, that's what I take from it. I, you know, I mean, I can only imagine if, you know, when they are, because you have an idea of what they can be when they're fully, when they're fully healthy. And they fill some of the, you know, fill some of the holes, and they're supposed to. Um, there are some. There's so many what ifs about if, say, James Winston doesn't get hurt, because you know, I, I, I mean, and that that part, you know, it's probably a little a little painful considering. I mean, it just feels like this year for so many teams is just up for grabs um, to where 
we've thought about so we've watched so many teams look as if okay, well maybe maybe that's your favorite to you know to end up in the Super Bowl or make a late season. Right? Okay, no, it's this team, it's that team, it's this team. Um, you know, there hasn't been much consistency, you know, to really figure out who's that who's that team. Maybe now, you know, you know, you you, you surely in the AFC, you know, look at a team like the Chiefs, you know, but at one point, you know, we started to look down the stretch, maybe it was the Patriots. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the case anymore. So I'm I mean, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you if they end up winning out, winning their last two, and these guys start coming back. They start getting fully healthy. That's not, they're not a team that anyone's going to want to play. But, um, yeah, that would make it disappointing, especially if whoever does get in gets destroyed in a manner in which you know that the Saints won't wild card weekend. But, hey, man, I mean, control what you can control, you know, and we'll see what happens. Chris Conner, our guest. Uh, Doug Bryan, you know, <laughs> Back in the late 90s and in the 2000 season at the Saints games, he, God bless him, he did some kind of charity where he would, you know, every kick he'd make. I don't remember what the charity was, but, you know, 2000 NFL, you still very much had the whole cliche of all oh, kickers and, you know, blah, 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 and this is a macho game. What are kickers doing? You know, it, make jokes in movies, that kind of thing. Now it's like, you know, Justin Tucker, good Lord. You know, I mean, who? I don't know. I mean, there, there, people still make kicker jokes here and there, but like back then, it was just like everyone did it anyway. So here you are, and and they would always play this spot during Saints games in the Superdome where Doug would come on the screen and say, "Hi, I'm Doug Bryan, kicker for the New Orleans Saints," and he would start with like New Orleans, and you're like, "Oh, here we go," and he would talk about his charity, and at the very end of the spot, he'd say, "And at the end of the season." Join me at the celebration station for a free party. And I'm like, why? Like, you, you, what are you doing running this? <laughs> like, just, I, he couldn't, you couldn't get someone else to voice it. It was, I, I almost felt bad for the guy. I'm like, here he is talking about, you know, a charity and throwing a party for, you know, kids. And everyone's like, really? This, just wait till he misses a kick. The opposing team's going to say, hey, Doug, join us for a free party. Anyway, it, that, that damn commercial came into my mind whenever he was on the Jets and missed that kick. I'll shut up about Doug Bryan. Let me talk to you about the Pelicans, Chris, after that uh, pointless story I just told you. You have been doing something awesome this year. The, uh, the Pels, they've, <laughs> they've been interesting this year. Last night, I don't know how they won that game. I mean, that's just Willie Green, Herb Jones, a team playing without their top three perimeter scorers against a good Cleveland team and came back and won. You've been doing Twitter spaces after games, after most of the games. Antonio Daniels pops in on a lot of them. Um, it's 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 good to hear the passion that a lot of people have for this franchise that often, at least from a national standpoint, kind of gets looked at as, oh, well, 30 out of 30 in terms of interest. But I know how much you know this franchise, how much you follow it. I know a lot of people that do as well. Did you ever think that when you started doing the Twitter spaces after games – that it would become what it's currently become, and and who knows what it will evolve into, but what it is here today. Hell no, hell no. I, there, there was no, there was no way I could I could fathom that. Um, you know, I didn't know that people would be um, this. Not even I won't even say interested because I know the interest was there, um, and I and I could tell that there was a void there you know, that, there, that that was a tool that, you know, we could use to connect with how active um, people from that region, um, you know, just how active we are on Twitter. I mean, like that, 
you know, South Louisiana, New Orleans, I mean, they had some of the funniest people that I, I, I've ever seen on social media. I, I, I'll stand by that. I'm down that hill, as, as AD would say. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, I think for me, it's just the consistency, man, just the, the familiar faces that I see pop up every time, the people that, that take time out of that night. And I, and I even asked after the Thunder game, I'm like, don't y'all have kids or a significant, like a significant other, you know, or something? It's like, I, like, I understand me. I don't live with anybody. I'm not, I'm not with, I'm not currently, like, I don't currently have a girlfriend. I don't have a, I don't have kids. But, like, this is easy for me to do, but, like, what about y'all? And then a couple of them come up and say, yeah, you know, I'm not, not my wife's right here. I'm, you know, it's just, so it, it's crazy to me that, you know, from that perspective, and then, I mean, it's not even something that I've been doing all that, it hasn't been that long of a time. You know, it's been, 35 games of this and some change, you know, they didn't, they didn't back to like the preseason. So um, it's, it's continuing to gain steam and attention and notoriety and people using words like, you know, or using uh, phrases like, you know, uh, you know, it's a, it's a community builder. And, you know, I can see it, you know, people, people really want to express themselves in, in manners that, you know, maybe they haven't been able to, or they don't, they don't have the opportunity to um, after games, post games, pre games, whatever the case is, you know, may be, and when you add people like Antonio Dames or Andy Thomas pops in last night, yeah. and you know, you know, these people are listening, are actually listening to you and want to know your thoughts and answer your questions. Um, you know, it just it really seems to have done something. So I, I, you know, I, I just I can't wait to see what it continues to turn into, man. But it's been it's been a blessing to to be a part of it and have my name attached to it. It's the 2021, soon to be 2022 version of like post game call in show. For the Pelicans, like that's what it is, and it, it, it except, you know, I would say more, more listener feedback, more listener reaction, more participation, um, you know, and, and the fact that AD popped in sort of early when you started doing it, Antonio Daniels, and then still does it, uh, that guy's great. But uh, I love what you're doing with it, and um, I pop in whenever I can now. I, I, you know, my wife is never next to me and my kids are never still awake. It's me in the living room with the volume down so that I don't wake anyone up. But I dig it, man, and um, really dig what you're doing. And uh, y'all go follow Chris on Twitter at ImpatientBull. You can uh, check out his stuff over at TheBirdRights.com, CanalStreetChronicles.com, the SB Nation articles covering the Pels and Saints. He writes for them and uh, just does a lot of great stuff. So, I'll close with this, Chris. Where are you at? It's a very general question, but where are you at with the state of the Pelicans and sort of their outlook this season and, and under Willie Green? I mean, they love their damn coach, Scott. I mean, I, I like, look, when they got down by 20-plus points in the first quarter, it was like you understood, right? You know, you're missing, you're, you're missing Josh Hart. You're missing Brandon Ingram, Zion, like, Joe Myers, Myers isn't calling the game. Yeah. You know, no Nikhil was out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody's out. Everybody that can, you know, they can make an impact in the game. And that's not to say that, you know, Cleveland wasn't missing individuals, but they've made it work all year. You know, you know what I'm saying? The Orleans is clearly the more hampered team coming in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're down 20-plus points early in a situation where they could have folded. It's a bunch of players. Uh, I mean, similar to what we just talked about with the Saints, that you know that, that some weren't playing basketball, others were in the G League. You know, uh, you know their last game or their couple games before, and they come out there and they fight. 
And they asked as if you would think that, that a lot of those players, Gary Clark and Jerry Harper, you know, and company, you would you know, they play as if they've been around this franchise and they've been, you know, around Willie Green and they've seen what this team has done because they all did their role and played a, and, and, and played an impact and then coming back and winning that game. So, I mean, you know, I mean, what I come through with, man, it's just, it's just these guys really, they really love their coach. They're inspired by their coach. They believe in, in their coach. Cause, it, Cause I mean, I don't, I can't foresee a situation, you know, uh, you know, past where a past Pelicans coach is able, under this circumstance, is able to get a win like uh, last night was. I mean, it's just, you know, it's incredible. And you got standout performances by certain players, you know, Herb Jones, and you know, shot you got to get the front office some love for that, and Jonas Valanciunas, and you know, Devontae Graham. I mean, just everything about what you, you know, yesterday was like. It was feeding into our our trauma that you know that we that we have with this franchise, and it happens early. Devontae Graham gets hurt, and you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, it looks like you know, and and, and it's a knee injury. But instead of him being out for the game, or you know, um, you know, being out for longer than just than just uh, last night's uh, contest, he comes back and plays um, really good basketball down the stretch for the team. So you have that happen. Uh, in a game in which they could have lost by 30 or 40, or they could have, you know, ended up coming back similar to the Thunder game and then lose and run out of steam late. They do the opposite. They don't give up. They end up coming back, and they end up winning in New Orleans where the crowd is able to go nuts. Um, can't say enough about how this team continues to fight. And, I mean, I, I'm, all, I'm all in with them, man. I think, you know, as guys continue to come back, it's clear that they're not going to give up on their coach. They're going to battle. And that's going to have them having a real opportunity, with Zion or not, to be a playing team. And I did not think that I would be able to say that. I, you just can't count them out anymore. Chris Connor, good stuff. Give him a follow. Check out what he does on Twitter after the game and Twitter spaces. And, um, man, I appreciate the time. You know, Valanchunas, you mentioned him. His look, right, the beard, the hair, it's like, the the blend of like rugged yet handsome kind of like his game right kind of like his game on the court like he's a bruiser and yet there are times where it's like man that's just i mean i i can't lie i just have you know i'm that's being objective that's, scott, just... that's a bar if you ever want to be a rapper scott i got i know a few people that's a bar i like that all right no you can have it uh i'm not uh even though you know i'm a wannabe <laughs> beastie boy member of course that's a different generation of of rap and rock for sure uh, Chris, man, I appreciate the time as always, man. Happy New Year, and uh, let's let's chat again in 2022, brother. Anytime, man. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Happy New Year, brother. That's uh, Chris Connor. Give him a follow on Twitter, Impatient Bull. We'll come back. Here are some of the best John Madden audio from his time in the booth. This is the great Scott Shaw on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.